0: From Wakefield, it's the Nolan Carr at Night Show, inviting you to join Nolan and his guests returning back to the show this week, Frank Carpano. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Nolan. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the show. And, you know, it, it's been a while since my guest I currently have on was last on. And he, he's, of course, he spent many years on the front line leading the charge, not just the sports department, but the channel as well, NBC10WJR here in Rhode Island. He is the man himself, sports director, sports anchor, and many other variety of roles he has played in the state to make it so great that it is. It is the man himself, Frank Carpano. Frank, how are you? I'm well. Thank you very much, Noel. It's nice to
1: speak with you again.
0: Well, of course, as we said quickly before we got going, there's been a lot going on on all sorts of scales, sports-wise, so it's it's definitely a moment to definitely speak to you about it. I want to start like this. When we last were speaking, I asked how your life had been through the pandemic, and was affected the first bit of time that was really like nine months into the thick of things. And now things have started going back to what they used to be pre-pandemic, pre-2020 and things are be able to, I'm sure from your perspective, much more enjoyable, no real guidelines, no real uh, barriers in terms of stuff. So for you, what's that been like to now experience things without any nervousness of the pandemic?
1: Well, you know, it was it was just a different way of doing business. Um, you know, one of my duties is to be the uh, uh, public address announcer for Providence College Home Games, and it was really surreal when PC was playing at Alumni Hall, night, not at the uh, Amica Mutual Pavilion, and we played in front of uh, cardboard cutouts, uh, and, and I was still doing the uh, in-game uh, announcing for those cardboard cutouts, so that was a bit surreal when, when I did that. And in going to, um, you know, some of the uh, professional sports in Boston, you know, there were limitations on where we could go, on what we could do, and and you know that was <clears throat> it was tough. But now, uh, like you said, we're we're pretty much back to normal now, which is a, a good thing.
0: You you talked about the public address announcing for PC, which is sort of where I want to start first, not with with that role per se, because we talked about that last time to an extent. But PC men's basketball, obviously a new era for not just the men's program, but for the women's program as well. Kim English leading the charge for the men's team, a new era. Obviously, it ended in a sort of sticky, odd, uncomfortable situation for, I think, certainly most students and fans, and I'm sure others as well. For you, not witnessing that per se, but seeing how it unfolded from a journalistic standpoint and maybe personal standpoint as well what was it like for you seeing as you're one of the people there reporting the games, you're there talking to these people and so forth?
1: Well, it was, um, it was difficult. I mean, you know, we've known at a long time, I go back to when he was in high school when I first started yeah. covering him and, and obviously he um, really helped build up the program, left the program much better than the way he found it. Um, you know, certainly through his efforts uh, coaching the team, he helped get that, um, Uh, Ruane Development Center their practice facility built which I think goes a long way to helping bring good players to Providence College but you know we first heard rumors that you know Ed was uh, being uh, courted by Georgetown University and uh, you know initially you don't want to believe it I mean he's been courted by other schools in the past most notably you know uh, Michigan a few years ago and he turned that down and you know Ed always said that this was his dream job to be here at Providence college, you know, in his hometown and, and coaching the Friars. So, you know, at first when you heard the talk, you you thought, "Mm, I don't know, but then, you know, things started to add up, you know, his daughter uh, will be a senior next year at Georgetown university, you know, Ed is very much the family guy. Uh, He uh, really uh, looked up to John Thompson senior uh, Mm -hmm. who coached Georgetown and, and made it the program that it was back in, in the eighties. Uh, and I, and I think that, um, you know, he probably thought, listen, I, I, I need a new challenge. And and that, sure. you know, com- combined with the fact that his daughter is there, you know, let him to make the decision that he made.
0: After the sweet 16 appearance, did you think that, Oh yeah, he'd be back next year and he'd stay around longer? Or was it sort of, you know, whatever happens happens? Well, I
1: mean, there were, there were no rumors at that time, uh, credible rumors after, you know, we went to the sweet 16, he was named big East coach of the year. He was named national coach of the year um, and his profile got that much higher. So I guess as the profile gets higher, um, you know, there's more likelihood that, that there's going to be teams that come
0: sure.
1: falling for you. Um, so, uh, you know, we didn't think about it. He was here this this year and 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 right through the first part of the year, you know, he, he had kind of restocked with a lot of guys out of the transfer portal. There were there were new guys, much as there were the sweet 16 year that you know ed was able to bring everybody together and sure. and we wondered whether he, he still had that magic to be able to do yeah. it again because it's you know it's um it's tough to 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 bring guys together sure. in a short period of time make them a team and make them successful and that's exactly what he did as we you know hit the the biggie mm-hmm. season and uh you know i think they went 9 and 0 uh before losing a game and and everybody thought okay here we go again yeah. so uh I, you know the more successful the coach is i guess the likelier it is that teams are going to come calling and, and maybe there's one that kind of catches his eye. And obviously that was Georgetown university. So uh, it's tough, you know, Ed is the, the kind of guy that if you meet him uh, and spend even 30 seconds with him, you think, you know, uh, that he knows you and now you yeah. know him and, and you have a connection. And, and I think people were disappointed because they felt many of them felt sure. a connection with coach Cooley. And, you know, like I said, he really brought the program up and, um, it was a, a great representative for Providence College and for the state of Rhode Island, really.
0: Now, and granted, I'm just a fan, so I'm not a, a person in your situation, but most coaches, when they leave to go another program, they take their staff with them, whether it be support staff or people on the bench a- as well. And one of the people on um, Cooley's bench both will be at George um, Mason, not George Mason, George Washington, and at PC was Jeff Battle, longtime assistant coach, had success everywhere he went was an associate head coach at PC. Do you think that let's say he was given the opportunity to become the head coach, he would have taken it. Or do you think Jeff is more at the spot in his life where he'd rather be an assistant coach?
1: I don't know. I just, I know he was a very valuable member of Ed's staff and uh, I don't know what conversations they had when Ed made the decision to go to Georgetown, but, um, um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I don't know that PC even looked internally. I think sure. that they, you know, they figured that that staff was going with Cooley and that they needed to go outside to find their next head coach.
0: On the other hand, you or I, uh, you're down, done with Archie Miller after uh, a, a unfortunate ending with um, David Cox, which was the coach last time we spoke. After a year of Archie Miller, how do you assess the team situation? Obviously th- this year wasn't going to be a up up year for the program that was going to be a, a down year near the bottom of the conference, but from your perspective, how did it go?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I think it was a, you know, kind of a shakedown cruise. You know, you've got a good coach, you know, granted he, he didn't um, have much or, uh, success at Indiana, but he got it done at Dayton um, yeah. in the six years that he was there. I think four four of those years he went to the, to the NCAAs. So I think he needs to get his guys in there. I mean, there's been a mass exodus after, you know, this this season that where they finished uh was it nine and twenty-two. Yeah. Um so I, you know, I think you gotta give the guy a chance. You gotta let him get his players in there, you gotta let him get his system in there, and then and then we can evaluate whether uh he can get it done at URI. But you know, to read anything into after first year of play I think is unfair to the program and I think it's unfair to the coach.
0: I'm also curious though. As you said, he had a lot of success at day in Indiana. There wasn't as much success. He took the year off for the field of 68 stuff with with, with John Goodman. or Yeah, John Goodman. For, for you, what oh, was it? Jeff Goodman. John Goodman yeah. is the actor from Saturn Night Live and <laughs> the other show. Um, yeah. That's def- I totally meant Jeff Goodman. Um, seeing that, though, cause you wouldn't expect that. A guy super successful who had other, at other schools then comes to a school like URI who's in a rebuilding phase. Were you sort of taken back and surprised that he decided to come to URI?
1: No, I, I think that the stars were aligned. You know, I mean, uh, I think it was a great get by uh, URI athletic director Thor Bjorn, and um, you know, so he he wanted to resurrect his career, and 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 I think Thor convinced him that this was the place where he could do it, sure. and you know, and I like I said, I think we need to give him a couple more years to see if he sure. can get it done here.
0: Although the URI men's team hasn't done too well. On the other hand, it's been the opposite for the women's program and the brief stint that Tammy Reese has been there so far after signing the or before signing the big contract you signed last year. From your perspective, covering these teams for so many years, what's it like to sort of see this reverse and then to see Tammy Reese do this well so soon at URI?
1: Well, it's great. I mean, she is a force of nature. What an incredible personality, and I can only imagine, you know, what it's like uh to have her as a leader uh, be your head coach and and i think that says uh you know a lot regarding the success that they've had so i think you know in that respect it's it's really great that she's there and i think you know as long as you know she is there they're going to continue to have success and and grow the program there um so uh, you know i i think that's great you know another thing i wanted to mention is you know i i we're talking about coach being there for for just a year listening to rick patino who was hired by st john's and his opening uh interview he said listen a lot of these guys aren't going to be here sure you know i want guys who are going to want to play my system and not everybody here is going to want to play my system Sure, and you know and if uh if that's the case i think every coach to a certain extent feels that way sure although they may not articulate it the way that that rick did so you know whether it's um you know whether it's Miller at URI or English at PC, uh, Grasso at Bryant. I mean, they all feel that way. We want guys who are going to play our sure. system. You don't want somebody swimming the wrong way when you're trying to go upstream.
0: Sure. What I'll I'll, I'll end with this. I mean, URI is in a good spot to then it, to to hopefully oh, go forward. You see, PC uh, not PC URI women's program there going forward. They almost made the big dance this year. They they didn't make it. So hopefully we see that in the near future you're covering all these programs that are either down years, but rebuilding up or these professional teams, uh, the Celtics having an amazing season, the Bruins having an amazing season. Uh, the Red Sox hopefully returning back to the playoffs after missing last year for you. you know, we mentioned last time we talked anniversary year at um, WJR NBC 10 here in Rhode Island to be covering all this action that's in so many different angles and variations and versions What's it like to you, not in terms of staying busy, but also being in a profession that you love covering all these teams?
1: You know, it's the best part of my job, to be honest with you. You know, the, these teams are teams uh, that I grew up with. I, I grew up in Massachusetts. So, you know, the Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, and Celtics were my teams. Um, so it's kind of neat to be able to cover them now as, as you know, professional sportscaster. And then, you know, to be here more than 40 years now in Rhode Island covering sports, it's great, you know, not only, um, you know, to cover these teams, but to have some perspective, yeah. having been around for so long, you know, to be able to, to talk to a Rick Barnes who was here more than 30 years ago and, and reminisce with him and, and get his insight on this new coach that he's so familiar with, uh, Kim English, um, you know, is really special. And it's, it's great to, uh, you know, to see, um, people that you've known for so many years have yeah. success. So, uh, you know i don't know, at ccri one of the coach basketball coaches there is a guy by the name of Doug Haynes, and he's had great success there this year and you know i covered him when he was in high school so to me those are the, some of the most rewarding stories that i get to cover guys who i covered in high school sure, and then sure. maybe followed in, in college and then perhaps into the professional ranks um that that to me is is the most rewarding thing so um that's, yeah. that's, you know, why, that's what keeps me here.
0: Well, coach Missoula of the Celtics played at Hendricken, and he yep. covered him there and kept an eye on him in college. And now he's in the NBA. You mentioned briefly, I'll, I'll end here of the Amica, Amica mutual pavilion is now what the Duncan do Center is, is, is now called. So I want to end quickly on this, this little segment we did called the one more challenge last time, but now it's this or that. So you either choose this or that there's three of them. And I, I tried my best to sort of hit the gamut in terms of a wide variety. So if you're ready, we'll go right now. All right. Uh, this or that, Amica Mutual Pavilion or Dunkin' Donut Center? Uh,
1: that. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, yeah, it was just a perfect name for for the sport that was played there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, you know, but thank God the and Mutual Pavilion came on. Local company, you know, the amp kind of works too. So
0: yeah, it it worked. Now it looks at first, of course, like anything else, frustration. Now, the, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown led Celtics, seeing as one's going to be in free agency soon.
1: I got to say Jason Tatum, you know, I think Jalen Brown, um, you know, improved immeasurably this year, but still Jason Tatum's the number one star.
0: And last Mac Jones and Fox wrote next season, are a new quarterback.
1: I think Mac Jones is going to be, I, I think you gotta let the kid have another year sure. with a real offensive coordinator sure. and Bill O'Brien, you know, I, I know that he was at Alabama. They crossed paths there. So, you know, they're familiar with each other and hopefully, uh, you know, the kid can put last year behind him and, and uh, have himself a year. I, you know, I hope yeah. because I don't know, I, I don't see the Patriots drafting another quarterback this year. And do they bring somebody else in potentially, but yeah. I think, I think it's only fair to give that kid another year.
0: I know you got to go. So I'll say thank you, Frank, for doing this. It was great to do it a second time around. Um I, I appreciate your time. As I said before, a guy, Growing up watching you on TV, so this is always is a fun treat.
1: I appreciate it. It's always fun to speak with you and I hope we can do it again sometime.
0: Yes, we will. And that's when you get inducted to probably another hall of fame that you're already <laughs> dug into. Well, if you enjoy that if you guys enjoy us out here, because who the hell wouldn't? Because this is Frank Carpano, gosh darn it. You're gonna want to subscribe, like, comment, share all that fun jazz. Follow on Twitter, Knolkard Night. Instagram, the known card night show, for all the news and updates regarding the podcast. And in the words of the Dean of Talk Show, similar to this one, of course. Johnny Carson, I bid you a heartfelt good night Till next time when we speak again.